for Holden, Colorado, LTZ, with unbeaten three and a half ton towing. This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalli and Lawrence Mooney. Oh, yes, it is Summer hey. Breakfast. And can you believe it? He's got his name in the, like, not, you didn't have to do your own name, Moon Man. Your no, name was in, a... the voiceover man knows you're in today. Normally it's, and who's that bloke with you, Ed? Yeah, well, I'm in for the week. I uh, spoke what? to, yeah, that's right. I spoke to that... some people here at Triple M. Sarah, I'm looking at our producer, Sarah. Is that mm. true? Is Moon in for the week? Well, oh, she's giving a thumbs up. Yeah. It's my uh, my uncle works here, so he's <laughs> you know summer jobs. You know your mum works job. in the office, so you get a job in the warehouse. Yeah, this well, is yours. This is mine. Yeah, so just uh, thought you come in and help out. Yep, I'm <laughs> I'm happy of, to be here. A friend of mine just learned the ropes. Just getting the ropes, mate. Mm. Just getting the hang of it. Mm. Mm. Friend of yours did what? Um, friend of my fiance's little brother. He's fifteen. Mm. He works in the market, in the market with his parents, with his dad. And it's just, and I remember I did that with an uncle when I when I was young. I worked Working in the, the market in the fruit market. Yeah, but it's like a euphemism, isn't it? I don't want to cast aspersions what? on the fruit market, but when you say you work in the markets, it means you're in the mob. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> it's like saying colourful racing identity. My, uh, I got a mate that works down the markets, and you go, can he get me a a plasma? <laughs> no, this is not what that. I am like. casting aspersions. We could get you. I, I think fruit. Is good. You think the fruit is the? Hang on. I so like who are you going with? The fish people. You think it's the fish markets? <laughs> something about the markets. Hey, um, something about this morning. Mm. Plenty of cricket for you. Ooh, oh, baby. I loved it yesterday. Ooh, baby. I watched it all. Oh, Mr. Broad's got his foot smashed to pieces. Goody, footy, woody, goody, woody, woody, woody. Although Rogers, don't he's, no. he screamed? Ow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did scream like a girl. He did scream like we got hit, and then he got yeah. out. And when I say girl, I don't mean that girls are weak. It's just that their pitch it was high. Is particular. It was high. Yep. It's a yeah. little, little squeak from him. Um, <laughs> we've got some inside information on the sale of the former prime minister's house. We want to give you this morning. It went as through well. the roof. And well, it did, and it's a real very interesting. We've got Ed, this. Thing. How did you sleep last night? Can I ask you that? Um, I feel like that's casting aspersions on my character in some way. No, I How do you sleep at night? <laughs> no, not how do you sleep at night. Like, you should be guilty for all that you've done. Yeah. It's just I had a restless night's sleep. I had a I terrible had, night's sleep, yeah. I had Indian food takeaway last night, oh. and I gorged myself. Mm-hmm. And so I've just got that big swirling. What did you have? Uh, What's on the moon? Oh, it's always the beef vindaloo. Mm. Mm. Not Hunter Hot, but hot, please. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, I'll have uh, the garlic naan. Yep. Mm. I'll start off with the samosa. Ooh, and I'll vegetable? Have, uh, no, beef. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll have the palau. What's the, that? The rice with the nuts and fruit in it. Oh, fruit rice. Yeah. Palau. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you actually say it as you eat it. You go, oh, oh, palau. And thank you for not, you almost did the voice of the guy on the other end of the phone when you were ordering the Indian food, didn't when you? When I said, Hunter, not Hunter Hot, but yeah. Hot. And, and I did do his voice. He goes, yes. Oh, no, you've backed away from the accent that you were attempting. At the, <laughs> no, I you wasn't. Were, you've backed away went, from that. And we I, don't do that type of thing on no, this station I, anymore. No, we're not going to racially stereotype. You, uh, you, I, you, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't, uh, wasn't going to do that. Stop it. I didn't, I didn't do that. They will give you a I permanent never, breakfast shift I was shift never if you going to that do up. that. They will give you a permanent shift on the breakfast show <laughs> but or I the didn't, drive show I if you didn't keep that do up. that. I didn't. That's it. Get us out of here, Rosie. Unbelievable. I didn't do it. No, and that's the kind of thing. What are you doing to me? No, it's triple I didn't do it. You're a bad person, Moody.
You made me do a that. Bad person. You led me down Triple that road. Triple M summer breakfast. Your weekend, Mooney. Mm-hmm. Was, um, obviously, I hadn't seen you over the weekend. I sort of follow you on uh, Twitter a little bit uh, until I don't. I stop sort of reading your stuff after seven o'clock at night. Uh, that is what I call the booze hours, and <laughs> probably best not to be read. But um, they all did... my friends and some of my family have intervened there, and I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I... I'm certainly not allowed to go saying rude words about the prime minister. Absolutely not. After a handful of Valium and some red wines. Okay, a handful. That does sound <laughs> interesting. Uh, I did hear on the news, though, that someone caught up with you over the weekend. It's believed that the man from Garfield was drug-affected and had been at a King Street strip club for a work function earlier in the night. His behaviour on arrival was um, was very irrational. Um, he was pacing up and down on the roof. He was um, threatening to jump, uh, making statements that he believed he could fly it. Okay, Mooney. <laughs> Mate, you can't fly. I can so fly. You cannot fly. I can fly off strip clubs. No, you cannot fly. I've done it before. No, you cannot. I thought I did. Work function at a strip club. Mm. Which is just your standard Friday night for me. <laughs> I tell them it's a work function. But, of course, I haven't got a job, so. <laughs> it's just you there. Big congratulations for Tony Abbott. A hundred days in office, and I tell you what, the country has never been better. Lawrence Mooney, you had a tough... Are you Alex Keaton from Family Ties? (laughs) You couldn't be more... What? Tory, what Republican, you, liberal, just, blue blood. No, I think he's done. A, I think he's finally you love him. fixed Australia. Fixed it right <laughs> up. He has he's too. fixed it right yeah, up. He has fixed it. Do you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Before he got in a hundred days ago, we were overrun by commies, and now they're all gone. Speaking of communists, mm. you were doing at a socialist club doing a, a stand-up gig over the weekend. I was at a comedy club. Oh, uh, a comedy club. It was Sorry. Saturday it's night, different. and yeah. um, it was packed to the gunnels this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, Christmas wanted... party crowd? Well, they are a Christmas party crowd, but it is a Saturday night, so they're more of a social crowd. Christmas party for work is mm. going to be Friday night, okay. but it was a perfect storm, Ed, because it was a Saturday night work Christmas party. Now, I know that um, I'm not a stand-up comedian, and I know that a lot of stand-up comedians tell me that Saturday night work functions around Christmas are not the three things you want to hear before you go on stage. Well, when people have a few drinks, it's good. They loosen up. They become uninhibited. They laugh more readily. When they become blind... They just lose all proportion. They don't know how loud they're being. Oh, no. They forget that they're not part of the show. Oh, no. And do, this, they, do they think they're helping? Oh, this guy was pure middle management, too. Oh, really? John. Hey, Johnny. John from a uh, tire retail outlet. Okay. We won't name them. We won't name them. We won't. But I reckon John's in the office, and he wanted to impress everybody else. And so uh, he's just screaming out. And I said, you've got to shut up, mate, because there's 300 other people here mm. that have bought tickets. And he just stands up. He uh, pretends to pleasure himself. That's his mime. Okay. So, I, so far, I like his material. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> As an anthropological study in how far we have come yeah. from our ape ancestors, yes. it's amazing. Once again, congratulations then, to the Abbott government he, <laughs> on their 100 days. <laughs> and then he starts doing raspberries with his mouth. So that's his oh. thing. And so, so it's the mime and raspberry. R- mime and raspberry. And so I can't negotiate with that. <laughs> So then I said, there's people here that are trying to enjoy themselves. I'll tell you how it's going to end. Mm. 
I reckon these guys from this table over here are probably mm-hmm. going to stand up at some stage and they may attack you and I'm going to be with them. So I'm trying to incite <laughs> violence to try and get him to shut up. From the stage. From the stage. Anyway, he just starts turning on me then, yelling all mm-hmm. sorts of abuse. What and I sort said, of stuff? Oh, um, was it about your personal appearance? Was it about your ability as a comedian? Yeah, ability as a comedian. Like not pro. Not you, he wasn't pro. He wasn't, he wasn't celebrating me. He wasn't giving yeah. me a five-star opus review. No. Uh, so I just shut it down. I said, all right, mate, that's it. Not doing it anymore. Gig's over. Gig's over. So the room goes very quiet. So the focus is completely on him then. He shuts up finally. Yeah. He sits down Good. and said, that's it. No more. Hang on, Moon, Moon's walked. No, it's a it's a mock walk. Uh, mock We're walk. over. We're over here. It's like the year eight student. Yeah. I've done. Yeah, nothing more to do with parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, this bloke in the front row who I had a bit of an interaction with early on, good Aussie stuff. He goes, "Come on, matey, you're all right." Ah, oh, oh. that's nice. Moon's all right. Yeah, so he got me started again. And then you did the rest of the gig? I did the rest of the gig and people ushered John towards the bar and then out. And uh, his work party then went into recriminations over who'd stuffed the night up. Okay. So their little civil war had started. Was it him? No, it was you. And so by the time they got down onto the street, they were probably punching on. Good. (laughs) Where all fights should take place. Which is how exactly how Saturday before Christmas should Begin and end, binge drinking and then violence. You know, I wonder how he's going to feel this morning. Will he wake up and go, geez, I really ruined that for everyone? Or will he go, what a night? Yeah. God, are we tied on or what? I would say option B. He would be taking credit for having made it a great night too. What about that comedian, eh? Yeah, what about, remember me mime, me me raspberry uh, (laughs) self-pleasure mime? Geez, that was funny. (laughs) Well, Moon, I'm happy to say he's on the line. Good morning, John. <laughs> no, he's not. Triple F Summer Breakfast. Do you check your tuna tin to make sure that it's dolphin friendly? Can I be can I be 100% honest with you, Moon? Yes, you can. I don't care. Neither do I. Good. Quite frankly, if I, 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 I get a can I of tuna... For... I, I, I do care, but I, it's out of my mind. I don't think about it. Like... If I get a can of tuna for 99 cents mm. and they've thrown a little bit of dolphin in for me, that's a bonus. If they had a picture of a dolphin suffering on the lid... I wouldn't buy it. Oh, uh, you're right. I wouldn't either. But if they went the cigarette if, route, if they just go, do you know what? Hang on, but you smoke, so you you buy cigarettes. Well, dolphins, where they show where they show pictures of, of Mooney suffering on the on but that's them. that's other people. That, I'll tell you, <laughs> that's who, other people. That won't happen to me. I'll tell you who dies from uh, smoke related illnesses: people who smoke. Yeah, people, the old and the poor, and the <laughs> and the stupid, and that's not me. So. I'm clearly invincible. Invincible is the answer to that question. People want to know, especially you, Moon, saying, hey, Mm. hey, you had some of the girls in from the Legends Football League. Lingerie Uh, Football uh, League. No! Last week, you didn't give any of the results. I'm happy to say uh, that uh, Jules Parker was MVP as the Maidens, which is our team here. Go go to those Maidens, I tell you what. Uh, They won. They beat the Angels 32-26. So we'll be following the Legends Football League. And no, Moon, they can't come back in because you are leery slash gropey slash... Leave that one there. So um, How many teams are in the LFL? Four. Four. Yes. So Maidens, Angels... Mm -hmm. 
Ooh. Moonies. Is there some Vixens? Is there uh, a Vixens? Be, no, I believe they're a netball team, the Vixens. Yeah, they are too. Yeah. What about um, Cheeky Upstarts? The are Cheeky they... Upstarts, I think they lost in a qualifier. <laughs> right. It could be the Lemurs and I'm not sure who else. You... What about the Naughty... No. Sorry. What, the Naughty Nurses? Naughty, Naughty, Naughty Girls. That's... That's a club that you go to. <laughs> That's an establishment that you go to on a Saturday night. Hey, Lawrence, it's time to spin your wheel of opportunity. I can't wait because do you know what a spinning wheel is, Ed? It's both gambling and entertainment. It's not rolled gambling. into one. It's not. Have we got a permit? It's not gambling. Yes, of course we've got a permit. I assume some form. I tell you gambling. what, we've got. We've got an intro. Yeah, Mooney's got himself a wheel of opportunity spin. You can win some prizes, some really good stuff. Nine Inch nails all the queens of the Stone Age or just some crap that Mooney found in his garage. Yeah, yeah. It's Mooney's wheel of opportunity. Tunity. Ed Cavalier on scat there, and... That was the Spin Doctors from 93. Big I know thanks, that album. Big thanks to the Spin Doctors. Pocket full of kryptonite. For reforming ah, to do that. Don't point at me with your kryptonite finger. <laughs> you, 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 knew a, you knew a band from 93. Is yeah. that a good thing? Yeah, you played a tune. I got it. I named what the other album. albums can you name? Name a play a tune. Carice Ebden. <laughs> Her album. What's it called? Huh? Carice Ebden's album. Yes. I, I have no idea. Guy Sebastian's first album. Oh. It's called Jesus Made Me Do It. Really? It was. I thought it was. So. Jesus Made Me Do It. Really? Yes. Right. <laughs> Not confirmed. Triple M presents Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails. For two details, go to triplem.com.au. Today, we have wonderful prizes. And uh, there's the Queens of the Stone Age prize. It's a Queens of the Stone Age Christmas sweater. Now, I believe, Rosie, that this is limited edition. Oh, they are so good. Hensteed. It's got reindeer on it. Wow, doing lovely. adult things. Oh, okay, Carmen. Cool. Carmen, you've got through. Morning. How are you guys? Uh, That's well, fantastic. We're very excited to, to have you on board, Carmen. And so what you're playing for today is either the very limited edition Queens of the Stone Age Christmas sweater. You can't buy these. You've just, you, the only way to get one is through us. Mm. Or there's other things on the wheel as well, I'm afraid, Carmen, and they are mooning. Uh, you may win some of Bill Vlahos's Missing Millions. Uh, no, that is on the that, wheel. That, that, that does wheel. sound quite good, yes. We've also got uh, Legends Football League's outfits that were worn. Mm. <laughs> Tops and bottoms. Uh, we've got a Bandito's jacket that was turned in. Yes. Uh, lovely for the weekend rider. Lovely, yes. And uh, some of my leftover Indian from Motimaha. Okay, Carmen. Plenty <laughs> of good <laughs> Plenty of good stuff on the wheel. Let's give it a spin. Sarah, our producer, spin away. And round and round oh, and round yeah. she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. Well, it stops rather quickly. Oh, Carmen. Oh, guess what, Carmen? <laughs> Carmen. What is it? You've landed on number 17, and I'm just having a look at my things oh, here. Oh, I'm afraid you, you've missed out on the uh, tops and bottoms from the Legends Football League. But you've got yourself the Queens of the Stone Age Christmas sweater, Carmen. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Well, so cool, that sweater. Well played. How would you describe your experience spinning Mooney's Wheel of Opportunity, Carmen? Oh, that's great! Yeah, it's um, yeah, a thrill. Yeah, a yeah. thrill, a thrill. I see a mild thrill. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. 
from uh, Jazz Stevens Real Estate. We're joined by Craig Stevens. Now, Craig, you were the agent involved in the sale of uh, Julia Gillard's house. That's correct, yeah. We're very happy with the result. You great, do. Great weekend. You sound very happy. It was a shan- champagne-popping occasion all round, because what was the reserve on the house? Well, we uh, the reserve on the day was $680,000. That was uh, Yeah, Julia gave us that at the half-time mark when we went inside. She was actually on the mobile phone. Oh, she wasn't there. Oh, right, no, she wasn't She there. had a representative okay. there. So, uh, a representative? Was it Craig Swan? No, no. It was a uh, personal Winter. assistant. Oh, and, a personal uh, assistant. Okay. Got on the market at 680. That was the reserve and ended up selling for a massive price of $921,000. That is so much. That What's the average house price? 240 grand over the reserve. Yeah, what so, is the average uh, house price in that suburb, Craig? Yeah, Alton is in the, in the inner west, 8 case in the CBD, and the average price of the average house there is probably about 500 to 525,000. So this is almost double that. It's close, much. It's close yep. to the city. It's also close to amenities and also close to an oil refinery. It's like it's like Kernel. <laughs> okay. And three, be- three bedroom brick veneer house. Does very it nice, have views uh, of the oil refinery, Craig? No. You can no, see the no, flame. Okay. No, it was very nice, nicely presented house. Three bedroom, two bathroom. And Julia and Tim had renovated it um, about four or five years ago. So, so it wasn't too badly smashed up inside <laughs> with uh, pictures of Tony Abbott scrawled on the walls. No, none of that at all. Very nice. <laughs> none of that. <laughs> none and, of that. And who bought it? Yeah, it was a Chinese family, uh, husband and wife, and their uh, teenage daughter was there, and they were ecstatic with the uh, the purchase. And uh, certainly, the Chinese woman uh, uh, Julie had been an idol of hers for many years. Was it Penny and, Wong? Uh, no, no, it okay. wasn't Penny Wong. And okay. she was um, very, very happy to uh, bought Julia's house. She went wow. through three times throughout the campaign. She so what? Sorry, she she what? Sorry, she inspected the property three times oh. throughout the campaign. So, oh, uh, she, you, you were calling the selling a campaign. Yeah, you were saying, you are you saying the, the election campaign or, or the, the selling, selling campaign? campaign? The uh, the auction campaign. Oh, the right. auction campaign. So did you kind of, uh, you know how real estate agents are very good at getting that nice oh, that's good. selling pitch? Yeah, 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 did yeah. you have a kind of political feel to it? Uh, I tend to get the politics out of it and uh, oh. just focused on the actual benefits of the house, boys. But, okay, uh, let's, no, let's okay. go for the benefits of the house and we'll, we'll politicise it. There you go. So what's okay. one of the benefits of of the home? Well, it was uh, certainly uh, nicely presented and uh, had three, three good-sized bedrooms. So you bars. say, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did it have a backyard? Yeah, lovely backyard. It was actually on 600 square metres of land, which uh, in that area is, uh, is certainly a nice, decent-sized block of land. Oh, so someone's going to bulldoze it and build uh, townhouses. No, the family can actually move into it in 90 days' time. Is it, hey, um, is it true that Craig Thompson was squatting there? No, I didn't see Craig at all. Okay, he was using the garage as a brothel, but uh, that's that, that that's is no, that, that is unknown. We don't talk. We don't say things like that. Well, well done to you, Jazz Stevens Real Estate. That is an excellent result. Yeah, we were absolutely wrapped, and Julie was very happy as well. So it was good all round. Champagne afterwards in the uh, when we were signing up the contract. You know that you could be the only positive result from that election for the Labor Party. So congratulations, you were the Thanks, the, the, the sole shining light. Well, good luck to Julia and Tim. Yeah, and good on place, you, and good on you, Craig, for getting such a. A winning price. Jeez, I wish I'd bought. You know, every weekend I look at the paper and I think to myself, why didn't I just buy? I didn't have any money, but if I had some yeah. money, why didn't I just buy a house somewhere that's gone up heaps? Do you know? Why, I, why, I everyone's at, got one of those sob stories, and I've got one too. In 1987, uh-oh. I was in Perth for the America's Cup. Yep. I just went over there with a mate. Really? Watched the whole thing. Had a great time. Yeah. Three months, just 
going bananas. It's just you and Christopher Scase. Just me and Scasey. Yeah. Anyway, somebody, uh, some friends of mine in Perth said, oh, there's this land north of Sorrento. Oh, no. You know, they're, the blocks are up there. 13 grand a block. Oh, okay. Quite close to the coast. Oh, no. The land alone would sell for a million dollars now. Yes. Tell me if I'm right, Perth. Just north of Sorrento. Blocks up there. I can't remember. Could have been yours for 13 grand. 13 grand. You got 13 grand in the bank? And I did. I was a... I was a public servant at the time. I'd saved my pennies. That's why I was on holiday. Yeah. And I thought, nah, who needs a block <laughs> of land? Who needs a block? No one wants that. Watching the cricket last night, Moon. And oh, isn't it, it good? It was just so wonderful. I just love the fact that Perth exists. Yeah, Perth Because it's like it, hours. Guys are killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hats off. Like, again, Wacker. You've done it again. It. So it's 49 degrees out in the middle. The English are absolutely falling apart. And what I haven't liked over the past few years is how cocky the English commentators that come out here have been, particularly Mark the Vaughan. former captains, oh, like Vaughan and Strauss and all those guys. It was so nice to hear Michael Vaughan speaking like this yesterday. Yeah, like Mark's expression there, the wheels are coming off. Well, I'd say they're off. Another collapse. Miss Stumping. Drop chance, fumbles in the field. England's best bowlers in hospital. Well and truly off. And do you know what? The sledging or the mild sledging goes on in the commentary position. Because mm. Tubby Taylor said, oh, you know, the batsmen are going to stay out there for a while because our speed bowlers and our spin bowlers, they're inside. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Relaxing. Re- refreshing. Refreshing. They're, Just ready for they're when inside they're needed. Under the Fujitsu air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, Tubby. Keep keep up the good work. Last night, my family all sat down to watch some TV. We weren't watching uh, this program. Funky Cold Medieval. Because that would be an offensive remix of a funeral for a much-loved man. So, Mooney, we sit down and we've watched Have You Been Paying Attention? I was robbed. And then as a family, me, my uh, future father-in-law, mother-in-law, uh, Tiff's, my fiancé's 15-year-old brother and Tiff, we all sit down. I had control of the remote. I put on the cricket, mm. and Tiff screamed out, No! I hate their outfits! So we had to not watch that. and then Tiff's, She wants lingerie cricket. And then, it, then, it, then Tiff's, uh, Tiff's lovely mother said, I'd like to watch something with a storyline. And I said, all right. Then she fell asleep straight away. Mm-hmm. No one could agree. We were arguing. Finally, we found I'm something. I'm fascinated to know. The whole family can enjoy. Oh, good evening, New York City, and welcome to the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Yes. yes. My name is Taylor. And when I say the whole family, I mean me, fifteen-year-old brother, fifteen-year-old brother. Well, he, I think he left. He left the room. I think because he was like it was a bit too much for him. And the dad he had to have a break. We were having just a but wonderful time. Tiff would have been having a good time too because she likes healthy bodies and she likes lovely outfits. Well, then she started measuring her legs, and I thought this right. is not. Oh, that's going. not this bad. is not. This she's <laughs> missed the point. She's missed the point entirely. Yeah. She was measuring her legs, saying, "If only I had longer legs." Was it the fact that you were objectifying the women on the screen? Not at all. And putting your woman under pressure. I wasn't doing that, was I? Were you doing that? Were you going, and then she's comparing herself to the girls on the Victoria's Secret, and I, you're therefore I stood creating, up I, are you creating doubt? Are you one of those men? Are you creating doubt? Well, yes, by the sounds of things. <laughs> but my point is that the Victoria's Secret fashion show is- So what you meant to do is watch Biggest Loser, and when the big ones come on, you go, she doesn't need to lose weight. Get rid of doubt. Get rid of doubt. So you so is that what you do, is it? Yeah, that's what I do. You put on the biggest loser and you go, she doesn't need to lose weight. Even though she's volunteered to be on a weight loss show. I say, listen, 
look at her. She's just perfect. I mean, the lies, Lawrence. It's the lies that get But me. we all do create a little bit of doubt, don't we? Yes, we do. Especially when we go, oh. I high-fived her dad once. Okay. <laughs> did you bump guts? No, we did. Did you bump chest? I was stalking you on social media over the weekend. Good. Ed, looking at your... Finally. And uh, I looked at your Twitter profile and hey. it says, uh, go here to uh, check out a trailer for... Border Protection Squad? Yes, the is follow-up that... film to Scumbus, which was on uh, on the Channel 10 as on a repeat. A so Border Protection ago. Squad, I thought, yeah. hold on. I, I wasn't asked to audition for that. I'm not in that. I... Now, I'm not going to be as crass yeah. as to say, hey, yeah. I'm your friend, you should give me a job. Yeah. But I just want to state my case. Go on, man. Okay, I'm an actor-performer, first of all. Yep, that's true. And uh, I've, I've had some good credits. Give me some credits. I was uh, I had a starring role in It's a Date, one episode <laughs> you played... where I played the pig yes. from Thunder FM, yes. a mock radio station. Was that shot in man... this very studio? It was, okay. where a guy used to do kind of, I guess you call them gotcha calls. Yeah. Well, we don't. With Ooh, different accents. Geez, uh, don't say that word. You don't say that word. No. No. So they were called oink calls, weren't they? They were called oink calls. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you played that. So you played radio <laughs> DJ. Okay. okay so right. I, I'm an actor. I Have was you ever been also... in Neighbours? Uh, no, I've never been. In- yes, not- I was actually. I was a featured extra in a scene at Lassiter's with Terry Donovan back in the uh, early nineties. When you say featured extra, no words. Drinking a beer. <laughs> okay, but I- water rats. Never water rats. White collar blue. No cops. LAC. No young lions. Blue healers. I auditioned healers. four times for a, a a lawyer that shoots someone at a paintball. Thing, as a pedophile artist, mm-hmm. as a cop that dies in a drink driving accident, mm. and uh, some other drunken domestic violent type. Okay. So you typecast. So, yeah, okay. But also, I'll give you this, Ed. This photo here. <laughs> oh I was a customs God. officer. <laughs> I was a customs officer for six years, and I was part of the drug detector dog squad. We've and there is a Brody, picture of me. Quickly take a photograph of this and tweet it out. Holding my drug detector dog. M- his M- name was Grip. Hang on. So you were a genuine customs officer. I was a customs officer. Why aren't I in Border Protection Squad? <laughs> Did you take the one for me, one for you route as the customs officer? I was so corrupt. You were. The... I was just high all the time. <laughs> no. Were you an internal body search guy? No. Uh, okay. That's what. Every job has its one question, right? Yeah. Train driver. Have you ever run over anyone? That Customs would, officer. That's not what I would ask, but well, yes. Well, anyway, every job has its one question. Yes. Internal body search yes. is the customs officer's question. Of course. Did you internal body search anyone? Did you? No. Why because, not? Because, well, okay, a couple of reasons. First of all, it's always done medically. No customs officer ever in Australia has put their fingers inside anyone. Sorry for having said that <laughs> on air at quarter to nine. But that's the truth. You actually have to take them to a medical professional, okay. and you also have to have them, you know, consent to it or yeah. have a, a reasonable cause. Yes, you've got to have reasonable cause and mm-hmm. a warrant signed. How by a many judge. elderly Chinese couples did you catch trying to bring in huge amounts of dried fish? Because uh, that's all that border protection, all border security yeah. is on Channel Seven. That's back all... back in my day, the uh, former Yugoslavia was still part and what altogether. Did, what was their game? It was salami and vine cuttings. Vine cutting. Yeah, they want to bring vines from the old country and grow them here. 
And uh, so it was all more, mo- more quarantine stuff. I can't yeah. believe exotic that you... foods and plant material. Were you trying to be a comedian at this thing? Like, my... I, I can't believe that you. I, were... I was part of an amateur theatre company. I was acting already, so the acting was there, and I was up part of the board of security. It's an oversight on my part. I Did c- you know that I was a drug detector dog handler? I didn't know that. I knew you drove a cab for a while. Mm-hmm. I did do that, but uh, that was more to write a show about it. I actually went and got the job to do a little bit of comedy verite, if you will. But my one joke about yes. being a customs Please, officer. Please, here we go. Here it is. Here's your golden hat. I tell you what, uh, people say, did you find many drugs? I found a lot more drugs as a comedian than I ever did as a customs officer. Lawrence Booney, everybody. Hey. <laughs> But it is a sad day in entertainment, Mooney. Yeah. There's a little bit of something. What's that? What's that the theme to? This is the theme to Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, now you. It's the death of Peter O'Toole. Uh, died at the age of 81. He yes. was part of a, a very full-on drinking squad with uh, Richard Harris, Richard okay. Burton and Oliver Reed. But why has it, it affected you? Well, it's affected me deeply because I did a show at last year's comedy festival that won awards in Perth, actually, wow. called Lawrence of Suburbia, Yes, where I'd uh, parody a little bit of Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. And so, um, Valet, Peter O'Toole, you Excellent. gave me a lot of joy yep. with those piercing blue eyes and that Wonderful turn as Lawrence. Come on, man. Mm. I liked it, sir. I liked it a lot. And so you'd be happy now that perhaps that he's passed on because your stealing of his intellectual property becomes slightly less litigious. (laughs) I think David Lean and his family and organisation could still go me pretty hard. If you would like a copy of that DVD, I don't even have one. I'm just demanding that. I'm going to bring just... some in. I've got some. One, two, three, five, three. I've got cupboards of them. They've sold well then, have <laughs> yeah, they? they've sold really well. JB, they're, they're <laughs> flying off the shelves, are they? One, two, three, five, three. If you would like a copy of uh, Mooney's award-winning Everyone show. Everyone wants bloody Carl Barron. Buy some Mooney. <laughs> bloody Carl. <laughs> Tell you what else is a party. Is a man that has won his third world title in surfing. He did it at the Pipeline Masters. Came from behind in basically every round. Absolutely Got 9.7 it. on the final wave. Mick Fanning, good morning and congratulations. Cheers. Thanks very much. How are you feeling today? I'm actually okay. I thought I'd be a lot worse for wear, but um, I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> why, are we, why did you have to make life so difficult? Why did you have to let other people get ahead of you in basically every round so that you could come over the top miraculously in the last 20 seconds? Oh, don't worry. I didn't plan it that way. Um, no, I, uh, I don't know. It's just sometimes that's the way things work. You uh, join a long list of champion Australian surfers to take the world championship. How does that feel to be in that company? Oh, yeah, I, I, personally, I wouldn't put myself in that uh, company. But, well, you um, are now. You're there, Mick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, uh, so many great Australian surfers and um, so many, you know, pretty much everyone that rides board is a hero of mine. So, um, you know, just to, 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 you know, to go on and win a world title is something extraordinary. And then, um, yeah, I'm just... Totally overwhelmed, and it was amazing. Well, you—I loved your your post. What is it? Post surf? What well, is not a match? Is it your post? What do you call it, Mick? Post interview. Post heat. <laughs> po- po- there you go. Post heat interview. And then I saw Kelly Slater's, and you've basically annoyed him so much he's not going to retire. <laughs> oh well, spewing for him. Yes, yeah, spewing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was just an amazing. It was an, a you know I I was watching it and. I've got no idea what's going on. I'm not entirely sure. You know, the judging is sort of like, I'm just hoping that you win. And 
when you have priority on the final, in the final little bit of the uh, of the of the heat, heat, did you think to yourself, right, whatever this wave is, whatever it looks like, I've got to go for it, and I've got to try and just make the best of it. I've got to get something here. That's pretty much it, you know. With surfing, you you need the wave to um, to have the opportunity, and uh, I was lucky enough that that wave came in at the right time, and uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where. You know, that, that's always been my biggest fear is not getting away. But, um, yeah, you know, once you get it, you still got to do your job. So, uh, yeah, I was lucky that when everything you, came together. When are you coming back? When are you going to be being, being Oz? I don't know yet. Uh, my wife and I are sort of just enjoying a little bit of a holiday. And right. um, so, yeah, we're just going to... Um, we're just going to hang out here for a couple of days and hang out with some family and friends. And, um, yeah, we'll probably in the next week, though. Well, congratulations uh, again, Mick Fanning. World title, absolutely wonderful effort. Is it true that you'll be back in time for Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see me dance. I think you'd be great. You've got the balance, handsome bloke. Mm-hmm. I think people would love you. A little bit of surf yeah, guitar, uh, a little bit of Dick uh, Dale just doing the surf moves. That, to the Gidget uh, theme, what do you reckon? Yeah, I can do the running there. That's about it. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mick Fanning, we'll let you go. Thanks again, mate. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone in Australia, for all the support. It's been amazing. And uh, good luck to the Australian cricket team. Oh, yeah. yes. How about that Mitchell Johnson, Mick? Yeah, he's nuts, isn't he? He's nuts. <laughs> well, that's a perfect description. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, thank you, Mick Fanning. We are running horribly late, uh, Lawrence Mooney. Anything that you would like to plug on your way out of here? Uh, no, I just, uh, I'm just watching a little bit of Sunrise there. There's a muffin top debate. It is really heating up. So <laughs> uh, We better get to that. Yeah, I've... we'll better get to that. We'll, we'll follow. We'll, we'll cover that tomorrow yes, morning, we will. the we'll... muffin top debate. Oh, if anyone's not watching a current affair um, tonight, you need to be. Because it'll be their, it's their coup de gras tonight. It is their. It's going to be good. It's their it's a Christmas special. It's their you annual could say. Christmas special. It will be both shocking and hilarious. The moral of today's show: uh, making statements that he believed he could fly. That is the Lawrence Mooney story of the weekend. <laughs> Speak to you tomorrow. I can't fly. Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and friends. Serious truck for the serious man. Think Colorado. Think Holden.